Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. It's Saturday, which means I'm here with Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I'm here. Happy Saturday. You look so pretty in your dress today. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. Sarah can rock a dress like nobody I know. Thank you. Very true. That's As I sit here in sweatpants. <laughs> Somebody asked me on one of the 12 Weeks of Transformation webinars, because I go on there and I'm on video with them. Somebody was like, why are you always wearing a hat? I said, like hats? Like, yeah. like, are you trying to get at something? Like, do you think that I have no hair and I'm right. trying to hide it? Or like... <laughs> Like there's some weird mark on my forehead that I'm trying to hide. Like yeah. I don't understand. It's yeah. kind of like why why are you wearing earrings? Because yeah. <laughs> I like earrings. Yeah. I don't know. She has hair, everybody. I have hair. I I'm a hat person. Yeah, you are. You look great in a hat. And it just removes any like I don't I I don't have to like do my hair. It's been super humid here, and we've had a lot of rain. I've got curly hair. That's probably why I'm a hat person. But like, no matter the season, in the winter I usually wear like a knit hat, mm-hmm. and in the summer I wear like a ball cap. And that's how I feel about dresses too, because you're it's just a dress one thing. You yeah, put on and you're done, and yeah. they're usually pretty comfortable. It was so funny, like when when the person asked me that, I'm like, do you think there's some other reason other than like yeah. I just like cats? Because right. I really can't imagine what that would be. <laughs> like if you're trying to like, oh, what's the secret with the hats? Yeah, no. I just think they're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a hat person. I agree. Anyway, uh, today I wanted to ask you. Should we give away, because guys, we give away something every single Saturday. Should we give away a box of energy sticks today or should we give away digestive enzymes? I am newer to the digestive enzymes. Like I just started using them and I'm really liking them, but I just love the energy sticks. I know. I'm really like, those are the two that I just won't live without. Like I take the digestive enzymes with me like when I go out to eat or whatever, like I'm, I'm tried and true, but I feel the same way about energy. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. You think energy? I, I, I kind of do. Yeah. All right, cool. So today's winner will announce at the end of the episode is going to get a box. How many are in a box? Like 30? I think so. Yeah. 30 energy sticks. We love them. I have one a day. I'm not drinking coffee during my pregnancy, which is like Super freaking hard, especially since I came in this morning with like a big mug full. I know. I was like, well, she has two bottles. I'm like, what's with the two bottles? She's like, one's water, one's coffee. I'm like, I'm really jealous. Sorry. Yeah. When I was out someplace and somebody ordered a cup of coffee and I was like, that sounds so nice. But if I didn't have the energy sticks, I think I would just be in another world of hurt. Oh, yeah. I love them. I start every day with them. Good. I'm glad you have that as an option. And so this weekend, Louise was here. Yes. Yeah. And and her wife, um, Louise is in the Masters Club. She's a dear friend. And we had gone out to lunch. And I think we had been out later. Late for me is sort of relative because I'm an early bird. But in the middle of the afternoon, 
we were all three of us were just feeling tired and Louise comes bouncing out of the house and she's like, I love this. I just had energy and I just like feel so much better. And it's not like this hits you with a Mack truck. All of a sudden you have more energy. It's just mellow. Like it's just, you just notice you have more energy, but nothing like suddenly dramatically changed and you feel wired. Right. I totally agree. Yeah. I'm a big fan. All right. So that's what today's winner gets. We'll announce the winner at the end of the episode. And you guys can enter to win. And your chances of winning are really high because we do this every single week. You can win one of three ways. And if you do all three, you get three chances to win. The first is leave a review of this podcast in Apple Podcasts. Number two is leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. And number three is... Share on Facebook and Instagram and tag me so that I see it because otherwise I won't know that's there. Either an episode that you loved or something you learned from the podcast. So we'll announce today's winner at the end of the show. And if you are the winner, email Sarah at primalpotential.com, S-A-R-A-H, and we will get your prize out to you. And we ship prizes all over the world. We do. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are. We'll send it. Yes. We'll we will find for you. Sure. Yeah. We will find you. We actually just had to press stop because <laughs> I'm sitting here and that is one of my pet peeves. Like people coming and knocking on the door when we're recording. Oh, yeah. Just interrupting. Yeah. yeah. Because we already have to balance like, oh, looks like Rumi's going to take a nap. You want right. to record? Yes. And so now we're, and so he was napping and then they knocked and he got up and it was a stranger that wanted to haul away the wood stove. Love it. Sure. Just never know around here. Sure. Go for it. Have at it. It's all yours because really, I just want you to get out of here so that we can record this podcast. Actually, the boyfriend has been saying for a while that I need to have like a recording do not disturb sign because a light would not be enough. Like a little red light would not be enough. It needs to be like a big freaking sign on all the doors to the office. I know where to get signs. I know, right? Right. (laughs) But. But yours would have yours would have to go like above the door. See, I was thinking with like a rope and a handle. Like you could like put on the doorknob. Do you even think people would notice? Probably not. Because they wouldn't look down. No. Yeah. And then we would be even more frustrated. Like, did you not see the sign? <laughs> oh, because it happens a lot. It does. And once construction starts again, because yeah, if you haven't heard, construction stopped it'll be even more. So we need to like have a system. We do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We've got lots of questions today. We do. Let's dive in. All right. This listener says the amount of stress in my life comes from my reaction to my husband's disorganized life, which is constantly affecting my life. How do I overcome my reaction to it? We've been married for 44 years. Yesterday was especially stressful. I didn't eat to mask my reaction. I knew that wouldn't solve the emotions I was feeling. I want things to be better and I don't know how to cope. I have felt like running away more as an adult than I ever did as a child. First, I just want to give this person serious kudos for owning the fact that the issue is her reaction to the disorganization, not the disorganization itself. Like that's such a huge difference and props to you for knowing that, right? Because we can have disorganization and be calm and accepting, or we can have disorganization and be a freaking lunatic, you know? And it really is more about our reaction than the disorganization itself. So kudos to you on that. And the second thing I will say is, I feel ya. 
So right now my entire home, my entire property is in like epic chaos. <laughs> like, there's no kitchen. Capitalized epic. <laughs> Sorry. It's true. It's true. It is It is crazy. Like when I told people that there was somebody staying here this weekend, that Louise and her wife were staying here this weekend, people were like, you're going to have guests here like this? Like, um, well, you know, they might not stay that long, but yeah, yeah. But beyond that, a, I'm working on my reaction to that, but the boyfriend is not organized and could be super happy living in this kind of chaos all the time. Like, it just doesn't phase him. It doesn't impact his life. It doesn't impact his day. Whereas for me, I feel very much like my physical environment impacts my mental environment. Do you feel like that? A hundred percent. And when there's just like chaos in the external environment, there's chaos in the internal environment. It's like a messy desk. Yeah. It stresses me out. Which is like, and it's one of those things that when you, when you clear it off, when you declutter, everything just feels a little bit better. Yep. So what I will say is, what really helps me is staying connected to what matters most. Because I want peace and happiness in my house more than I want things to be my way. And I have to really stay connected to that because otherwise I will disrupt peace and happiness to get things my way. And then maybe things are my way, but there's tension. And that's not really a trade I want to make. So I personally take a different approach than I used to. But I'll add the caveat, I'm not a relationship expert at all. So take this as one woman's opinion, but I am surely, surely, surely not a relationship expert. Instead of coming at somebody who is maybe disorganized from like a frustrated point and looking down on them, like seriously, clean up after yourself. What the heck? Because then they feel attacked and they feel like, they're getting lectured, and very few people are going to be receptive to that no matter what. I try to explain I don't feel as peaceful when things are chaotic, but I totally get that it doesn't bother you at all. So is there some way that we can work together on this? Because I think we all know that our partners aren't as happy if we aren't happy, that even if they're fine with their disorganization, they're not always fine when we're worked up. You know, they're not as happy when we are stressed or nagging or frustrated as when we're not. So everybody has a vested interest in a mutual situation and, and a mutual resolution. Communication is really the foundation of that. Not attacking, not criticizing, not my way is better than your way, my way is right, your way is wrong, but this is why it matters. Now to the control the reaction piece of it, excuse me, I have the hiccups, or baby does, one or the other, I don't even know. This is also weird. I have very little control over my body right <laughs> now. Um, what I would say is keep really connected to what matters most in your relationship. And sometimes that means making some concessions. And oftentimes it means compromise. But compromise generally means making some concessions, right? It's not all about you. And it's not all about your way. 
And when we live with somebody, it's not ever going to be entirely our way. Just because you are organized does not make organized right and disorganized wrong. You have to come together as a team to figure out how you can both be most comfortable and most respectful of each other's operating systems and each other's priorities. And sometimes if it really means that much to you, do it yourself. You know, not because we should take on everything, but if it really truly means that much to you, then keep your mouth shut and do it yourself. Whatever the the disorganized thing is, because for me, and this may not be true for you, peace and happiness and connection and a healthy, happy home matters more to me than being right and having somebody hop up and go organize their stuff. That's my two cents on that. That can be a challenging thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Hugely. Uh, are the podcast episode notes available for earlier episodes? I am only on episode 021 and cannot find them on the app or online on the website. Thanks. Yeah, they are all on the website. So if you go to primalpotential.com, you will find in the upper right-hand corner a tab that says podcast. And then there's 10 episodes on every single page. So there's lots and lots and lots of pages. But if you scroll down to the bottom, you can go to the oldest ones and you'll see 000, 001, 002, all of them all the way back. Um, finding them on podcast players isn't always as straightforward because like Apple Podcasts slash iTunes does limit, I think, to maybe the most recent 500 episodes or something like that. But they are all on primalpotential.com. I struggle with guilty eating, not feeling guilty for what I eat, but feeling guilty for not eating. For example, every Sunday, my parents cook spaghetti and meatballs and dessert, and my mother is a self-proclaimed food pusher. Between the Italian in them and the Catholic guilt, I feel guilty they take all this time and money to make a nice meal, and it's not really something that loves me back. And she goes on to talk about what her parents' perspective is, which may be that that's one of the ways they show their love is through food. They want me to be well-fed and nourished. They see it as it's a once-a-week thing, so surely I can sacrifice the food. It's on me, too, in the way I allow myself to feel guilty, but I shouldn't. And then I end up feeling guilty for not feeling guilty. So here's the thing. You create the story. You know? Yes, that is a way your parents show care, show love, but it's not the only way. You know, it's not, oh, well, my parents are now incapable of proving that they love me because I didn't have their spaghetti. You know, it's about the completeness of the story that we tell ourselves. And just like the last one or the first question, actually, it really does come down to communication. I got a lot of, um, I still do sometimes, a lot of questions about what I eat. Will you eat this? Will you not eat this? Oh, is this going to be okay for Elizabeth? Whatever, whatever. Um, and, and a lot of that comes down to the extent to which you want to communicate. But also communicating what I choose to eat is based on how I want to feel and doesn't reflect my appreciation for you, my love for you, etc. Maybe you can say to your parents, what if I come over an hour early and I, and I help and I prepare this thing? Or what if one Sunday a month I prepare the meal? And communicating that 
it's not about surely it's only once a week so you can, you know, go for it. It's I won't feel my best if I eat this, right? So that is one thing. The other thing is, and I don't get that this is the impression, right? I don't get that she wants to eat the pasta but feels like she shouldn't. I think she's very clear on, it doesn't make me feel my best, so I'm not going to eat it. In that case, the communication thing. But if it's ever a situation, which I think it can be for a lot of people of like, I really want to have it and I want to participate in this with my family, but I feel guilty if I do. Then I say, you're in control of how much you eat. Like maybe if I were in that situation, it might be something where I have meatballs and salad, but I don't have the pasta, or I have mostly meatballs and salad and just a little bit of pasta. And knowing that I'm going to have pasta in the evening, then that influences what I eat earlier in the day or what I, what I eat the following day. But we're always in control of how much we eat. And there's so many different ways to see this. But ultimately, guilt comes from a story you tell yourself. Because if the story is, oh, this is how my parents show their love and they prepared this food and I'm not eating and that's bad, then yeah, you're going to feel guilt. But if the story is, you know what? What matters is the time I spent. And at the end of my life or at the end of their life, they're going to be thinking about the time we spent together and how that time was, not whether or not I had the pasta. You know, that story is going to minimize or eliminate the guilt. But know that the guilt does not come from whether you eat or you don't eat. The guilt comes from the story you tell yourself about it. That's my sense there. I mean, people bring food over to the house all the time that I don't eat, and I'm grateful for the gesture, and I communicate that gratitude, and that's the end of the story. Guilt only comes in if I am telling myself that I should feel bad about that, but that's only one option. There are so many other options, like they wanted to do something nice, and they did. That is a nice gesture, whether I eat it or not, you know? That's what I think. This listener's question is pretty short, but I think it... um I think it goes a little further than what they wrote. It says, what if you have lots of food sensitivities? Well, first, I am not an expert in food sensitivities or things like that. So I would make sure that you're working with um, an allergist or somebody who specializes in this for sure. So you can really be clear on what your body can tolerate well and what it can't. That is step one. Step two is, of course... Avoid the foods to which you're sensitive. Even if you have 30 things that you're sensitive to, that still leaves about, I don't know, 2 million or so other foods that you could eat. So stay focused on what you can eat instead of on what you can't. And then lastly, heal your gut. Heal your gut, heal your body's inflammatory response Because the beautiful thing about food sensitivities and the microbiome and the gut is that they really go hand in hand and we have an amazing impact on our gut health and we can really do so much to heal it. So when you focus on maximizing the health and the diversity of your microbiome and eliminating inflammation and all of the triggers of inflammation in your diet, in your lifestyle, you are going to heal your gut. And what is a food sensitivity today might not be a food sensitivity 
six months, a year, two years from now. So really focus on gut health. This listener says, I am hitting a plateau and I need help to overcome it. So I don't know from this question if this is a weight plateau, if this is a mindset plateau, if this is a getting out of debt plateau. So I am going to do something that I don't like to do and that is make an assumption because 90% of the time when people talk about plateaus, they're talking about weight. So that's how we'll we'll take this. And uh, if this individual is listening and that's not what you mean, just let us know and we'll, we'll tackle this again. The first thing I make sure people are doing if they feel like their weight loss has stalled is I make sure that they are keeping a detailed journal. This does not mean calorie counting, macro counting, anything like that. It doesn't mean measuring teaspoons and cups and half cups and all of that. It means writing down everything you eat, when, and approximately how much. Because I'll see people's food journals and they say things like um, coffee with butter. Coffee with butter and cream. Okay, how much? There's a difference between a teaspoon and two tablespoons, right? Or it'll say chicken and rice. Okay, how much? Because there's a huge difference between a half a cup of rice and three cups of rice, you know? Between a, a piece of chicken the size of my hand and like five chicken thighs. So writing that down, what you're eating, how much and when, but also writing down and keeping track of your hunger. Where I find a lot of people hit plateaus is that they're eating better, but they're eating too much. They're eating too often or they're eating too much of one type of food. I saw this the other day. I had a client who was struggling uh, and frustrated with her lack of results and there was two or three, sometimes more forms of fat in every single meal. So maybe it was bacon and eggs with butter coffee for breakfast. And then lunch was a salad with goat cheese and avocado and almonds. And then dinner was a burrito bowl with cheese and avocado and guacamole. And I was like, okay, maybe if you're going to do cheese and guac, you omit the sour cream, right? Maybe if you're going to do bacon and eggs, you don't need butter coffee and you can drink your coffee black that morning. And when we start to journal, we really see those kinds of patterns. So that is always where I have somebody start. If you're working with me in the 12 Weeks to Transformation and you find yourself in that position, um, you could send me your journal. And I have people scan to me three to four weeks of their journal at a time. And so that's another real benefit of being part of that 12 Weeks to Transformation process. Just made me hungry with those food choices. I know, right? Mm. I was saying to you earlier, um, our chickens are finally laying. Yes. And they are like producers. Yeah. They are like good little layers. We found 12 eggs in the coop the day before yesterday, and we only have four birds. And I imagine you've checked since. Oh, yeah. Any more today? Yes, I haven't checked today, but we had three yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, or four yesterday. I think four yesterday because we found three later in the day and one earlier in the day. Oh, but where was I going with that? Uh, We hadn't had any of them yet because we didn't have a stove. So I made the boyfriend hook the stove back up last night just so that I could make him eggs. I didn't feel like I could stomach eggs, but he was like, these are really, really good. That's awesome. I love that. I know. Fresh. Good job, girls. Exactly. They're finally contributing. Yes. Yeah. All right. This next question says, is it detrimental to argue with yourself for positive thoughts constantly? 
I think it's detrimental to perceive anything as a constant argument with yourself. Do I think it's detrimental to shift your thoughts to the positive constantly? Heck no. I think that's a big part of happiness and peace of mind and all of those kinds of things. But no matter what you're trying to do, if you see it as an argument, there's two sides and we're battling each other, that's not good. That's not peaceful. That's not calm. So maybe the shift here is in... I'm trying to optimize my thought process. I'm trying to look for what is good versus I'm arguing with myself, right? Because there's not a right and wrong. There's not a winner and a loser. It's not either it's all dark and hopeless or it's all sunshine and rainbows. It's just a practice of looking for the positive side of things, looking for opportunity and things like that. So I think it is not in any way detrimental to have a constant practice of shifting to the positive. But I also think you don't have to see it as an argument. And that might be the real important shift to make. This last question is, how did you grow your primal potential, primal potential audience? Do you have any hiccups too? No, I don't. No, no, just me. Just, just terrible reader today. <laughs> oh, no worries. How did I grow the primal potential audience? Really, really, really slowly. <laughs> really, really slowly. Honestly, consistency. I've talked about this before, and I don't remember the statistics off my head, but um, there's like tens of thousands of new podcasts added to the world every single month. And the majority of podcasts that are out there that are listed on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the majority of them have not put forth any new content in the last six months. A lot of people start and then they stop. It's not working, so what's the point? Nobody's going to really notice if I can't get an episode out on Thursday, and there's not a consistency. And you almost get moved into the competitive echelon just by being consistent because so few people are, and so few, so few people continue, and so many people drop off, or people don't know when their next episode is going to be, so they find something else. I really think that the number one way I grew the audience was just by being consistent. I've changed the number of podcasts over time. Like when the podcast first started, I was doing one episode a week. And then I went to two episodes a week. And then I went to three and then back down to two and back up to three. But I, it was never like, oh, crap, I forgot one. It was always very intentional and strategic. And I always communicated what that was. And I've never had an oh crap miss of a podcast. Doesn't mean I never will, but consistency has been and continues to be a real priority. People know that they're going to get a Sunday email from me. People know that on Mondays and Thursdays and Saturdays, there's going to be a new podcast. And it's only been in the last three or four months that I've done any advertising, and that's mostly for um, like talking about the 12 Weeks to Transformation to people who already know who I am. So ads that target people who have been to primalpotential.com before to get them to consider the 12 Weeks to Transformation. Only in the last maybe week have I run an ad to a cold audience who doesn't know who I am for the podcast. So my growth has been, up until this point, entirely organic. And I really think that the number one factor is consistency. That's what I think.
What about you? How, I mean, because you own a business. How have you grown Seasold? Social media has been a huge platform for me. Yeah. Um, and just learning how to engage more on that. You've shared with me a couple like tips and tricks videos, which have been super helpful, but that's probably it. And then I think being on on the Cape, it's kind of a tight community and mm-hmm. people want to support each other and such. So that's been huge yeah. for me also. But I mean, you see people who like start something and then they disappear. Yes. And yeah. just, and, and it's not the kind of thing, like many days you probably don't want to do the work. Right. But you do it anyway. Yeah. And that is something that is not super common. I agree. Lots of people, and this is not just about business. It's about health. It's about learning something. It's about making more money. A lot of people, just if they don't feel like it, they just don't do it. Yeah. And it's optional. And for as long as it's optional, it's not going to grow. It's very true. Yeah. So we have a winner today. We do. And this is an Instagram winner. So guys, you can win our weekly giveaways. We do something different every week. Today we are giving away a box of our super, super favorite energy sticks that we really, really love. Um, You can win by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That takes about 15 seconds. Or leaving a rating and review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. Or sharing on Facebook and Instagram and tagging me an episode you've loved or a lesson you've learned from this podcast. Today's winner is M. Cat Porter. M K A T Porter. That is the Instagram handle for today's winner of the Energy Sticks. All you got to do is email Sarah at primalpotential.com, S A R A H, and we will get those Energy Sticks in the mail to you. I think she's going to like them. I think so too. And I was actually just thinking it it's probably helpful for people to know that you can have them while you're pregnant. Also, I know. I know. There's probably a lot of pregnant ladies out there who are struggling with some energy. Yeah, for sure. They make a huge difference for me. I take them. I took them to Germany with me. I always have some in my car. Me too. Yeah. Purses, bags, pockets. Absolutely. Yes. And I should mention Louise swears by them plus relief for hangovers. So relief is like the anti-inflammatory thing that we mm-hmm. take. But she says two relief plus one energy is like magical for hangovers. Yes. I haven't <laughs> had a hangover in a while. But um, yeah. Oh. It's just something to keep in mind. Yes. What are you doing this weekend? This weekend I will be working. I have some events for Sea um, Sold. So I'll be there. Yeah. Tis the season where like, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but like we're ramping into like holiday season for you. I know. I know. I can't believe we're saying that either. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Yes. Um, What about yourself? Hmm. Work stuff and house stuff. Yeah. Nothing really fun. I want to get up to Maine and spend a few days at the beach. Yes. And it's a great time to do that when like the house is on pause. Yeah, I'd imagine. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll get up there for a few days. You should. I know. I really would like to, especially before my sister goes back to school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's been spending some time up there too? Yeah, because she has the summer off, but yeah, maybe. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday episode. Keep your questions coming. You can 
email them to us. You can go to primalpotential.com forward slash inbox. You can share them on Facebook or Instagram. So many ways. We love tackling your questions and hope you have an amazing weekend. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.